0: Hallelujah. I want us to pray before before we start again. Uh, why are we, are we praying? It's like we're praying too much. Yeah, too much of prayer is not bad. It's even good. Yeah, Let, let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this time. Uh, the prayer that we're praying right now is for you to take control of this place. And I humble myself, oh God, uh, and I want to disappear so you can appear. I want to be quiet so you can speak to your people. Father, I want you to make this message so clear that your people may be blessed by listening to this message. And may you just bless your church for this wonderful message that you want them to listen to this uh, evening. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray and we say amen. Amen. Yeah, once again, I want to I thank you. Yeah, so... Uh, I want to start my message with a short story. My story, personally, I was born in Congo. Uh, We have two Congo for, this is a good information. So we have two Congos, Congos. The first Congo is Congo, Kinshasa. Why am I saying it the first? Because it's a big Congo. Then the other Congo is Congo, Brazzaville, because it's, it's very small. It's not even bigger than our capital city. So it's very small. But we speak like the same languages, dialects, uh, both sides. And we all, sp- all speak French as well. So I was born in Congo, and I, I had a chance to, to walk around so many uh, parts of the Congo. Uh, then from there, I went to Zimbabwe. From Zimbabwe, uh, uh, actually, before you go to Zimbabwe, coming from Congo, you must go through Zambia. After Zambia, you go to Zimbabwe. So then I went back again from Zimbabwe, I went to Zambia, then I went to Congo. Then I came back again from Congo to Zambia, then to America. Amen. So most of the people who are coming from Africa, they have many dreams about America. First of all, America is a paradise for so many people who are coming, who are still in Africa. So what are we dreaming about? We are thinking whenever you're in America, you're in paradise. No work. You just relax at home. You sit and someone will knock at the door. Is your face? Yes, sir. Then they'll give you $1,000 for that day. Okay, this is your $1,000 for today. Make sure you finish it today because tomorrow we'll come again and give you another 1000 Then you take the 1000 You go to a shop, you buy clothes, you buy whatever you want, and you make sure you finish the thousand for that day. And the next day, Oh, Fis, how are you? Here's the thousand for today. Amen. I don't think there's someone who's coming from Africa with an idea to come and work here in America, the way we are working. (laughs) You're asking yourself, what is he talking about? Yes, I'm from Africa. I'm one of the people with those false dreams. So when I came, I met some other people who want to go back to Africa because it's too much for them here in America. Most of the people are coming from a refugee camp where there's no job, there's no work. You just wake up in the morning and you start talking with your friends. You start doing, playing some games. (laughs) That's it. You cook food, you eat, then you sleep. The next day, you do the same thing. So when you are here in America, most of the organization, they'll take care of you for three months. After that, you can fly on your own. That's when things start to become very serious. And people are like, man, I wish I could go back to Africa. Some other people are like you when they land in Arizona. But for some of the people who land here in Colorado, they don't know about snow. They see snow on television. And they're like, oh, I wish one day I could play with snow. You need to ask me. I'm in contact with snow. I will tell you it's beautiful on television. But when you face it, you swear. (laughs) Hallelujah. And some of the people were not used to wake up at 4 a.m. They could wake up whenever they want. But here in America, you wake up at 4 o'clock. 4 a.m., you go to work. Hallelujah. And it takes a long time for a person to be used to the American system. It takes almost five years. Before five years, you're still dreaming, even though you are seeing things, but you, you keep on dreaming. But I think after five years, for people who are more, very smart, they get used to the system and they understand it. Amen. Yes, America is a paradise for workers. If you are a hard worker, then you are in paradise. Because the Bible is asking us to eat on our sweat. The good thing in America, you work hard, you get more money. Are we together, church? I'm going with this message slowly, slowly, so that everyone can understand. Even people who don't understand English, they get a chance to understand it today, because I'm going with it so slowly. Uh, so America is very good when you understand the system, when you are a hard worker you will enjoy America. Hallelujah. Because in Africa, I know my father. My father is a very well-educated man, and he has a good position at work. But if I tell you the salary of my father, you will regret. My father is working for a month to get the money that I'm getting here in America in two days. But he's the boss at the border in Kalemi. So if you go there, you'll see someone who is a boss there. That's my father. But he's working for one month to get the money that I'm working for here in America, two days. Amen. So it's very good for me to work hard here in America and get more money than to work very hard in Africa and get less money. Sometimes they forget even paying you. Hallelujah. These are the realities of my country, and I know most of the countries are in the same system and situation because I've been... In few countries in Africa. So, where am I taking you today? So, Christianity, most of the Christians are like African who are still in Africa. Are we together, church? When you are a pagan, you are like someone who is in Africa, yes. Then you start dreaming. You think by becoming a Christian, everything becomes smoothie. Paradise. I think you understand now where I'm taking you. So when you believe in Jesus, you start thinking, no more sickness, no more trouble, no more sorrows. Even our songs. hmm? Soon and very soon, soon soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the King. Soon and very soon. We are going to see the king. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are going to see the king. No more dying. You see? Most of our songs, we're trying to give an image like, in Christianity, there's no cry. There's no pain. But when I read the Bible, I see things very opposite. Because Jesus himself is saying, you'll be persecuted. Come on church, you're too quiet. <laughs> is it good? Are we together? Come on, put your hands together, put your hands together. Whew. Your silence is too deep. <laughs> Amen. So, that's the world we are thinking. So, God's helped me today to bring this message so we can try to fix at least one thing in the Christianity Life. I am like the guy who came from Africa, and he has been in America for 40 years. That means even my English has changed. I know my boys, maybe me and Papa Chite, will never have a good accent of English. That's true. But Gabriel, after 40 years, you won't even know that he's from Congo, because he will speak the pure and clear English. So, I want to take be like Gabriel, after 40 years, yes, his parents, oh, let me take a young person, let's take Elise, one of my brother-in-law, the younger one, the youngest one, because after 40 years, the boy will be like an American, for sure, even though he can speak Swahili and speak all these other languages, but he'll be having a good accent, and he'll even understand the system. And let's Consider me like Elise after four years giving an advice to a person who just arrived in Colorado. Are we together, church? So consider the message of today like Elise after four years is giving an advice to a person who just landed in Colorado. That means Elise knows what he's telling the person. Amen. But I'm not trying to be like. The superman who knows everything. But the knowledge that I have today, I want to share it with Christians today. And today my message is titled, The Refuge. Why did I title my message, The Refuge? Listen church, when we were pagans, we said by becoming Christians, no more cry, no more uh, sufferings and all those things, right? So when we became Christian, we start facing realities. We start facing persecution, amen. Then we said, okay, let's run somewhere. Let's run to the government. Maybe it's a good place to find refuge. Then we went to the government, and we see in the government two parts. The Republic, Republican, uh? Too many French in my mouth, (laughs) forgive me. Say it again. Republicans, this side, and Democrats this side. You see that division? Then even though you are going to the government, but you find yourself in a situation where you don't know where to go, amen. That means there's no refuge in the government. Because whenever the Republicans are on power, they're making sure they satisfy themselves. And the Democrats are waiting for their time to come and satisfy themselves. So, if you are a Christian, where are you going to go? Are you going to be a Republican for five years, and wait for the other five years. Is it for the tourney, four years? Oh, I thought we were in Africa. <laughs> so are you going to wait for the five years, if you're a Democrat, eh, four years. Huh? Are you going to wait for the four years and suffer again for the other four years? No. You see the confusion? Then we said, okay, even though we are Christians, but we should go to... Uh, uh, to church. But in churches, even though we are Christians, but we find so many denominations. We have Baptists. We have Seventh-day Adventists. We have all these things. And you, you're asking yourself, where, where am I gonna go now? Because it's all divided. Are we together church? I'm taking you somewhere and pay attention. You can be so quiet, but listen to me. Don't be in distraction. Amen. It's the very same thing that I'm seeing here in America. When I was coming from Africa, Africa is a place of trouble. Like in my country, there's war all the time. When you go to Rwanda, there's war all the time. You go to many countries in Africa, they're in trouble, even in Asia. And people say, let's run like me, let me run to Zimbabwe. Amen. That's what I'm taking back to the way I was traveling. I said, let me go to Zimbabwe, maybe I'll find a good refuge. Then I went to Zimbabwe. And going in Zimbabwe, there were no refuge. I find myself as a good musician, very famous. I sang for the President Mugabe. After singing for the President Mugabe, the opposition parts heard about me. And they called me. They wanted me to sing for them too. And I sang for them too. Then I became in trouble. Because the President is in power, I sang for him. I praised him. Mugabe, viva! Then I went to the other side and said the same thing. I put myself in trouble. Then I said, okay, let me run now to Zambia. But when you go to Zambia, they don't like Congolese in Zambia. My father-in-law, he was in Zambia before he went to Zimbabwe. The political situation, they don't like Congolese. That's why my father-in-law had to run from Zambia to Zimbabwe. But I couldn't stay in Zambia because they don't like us. Then I said, let me run to America. Here I am. Where? In America. And I thought coming in America, my paradise, everything going to be fine. Here I am in America every week. The news that I'm receiving is bad. They're killing people everywhere. They're killing people at the hospital, in the hotel, in a nightclub, at school, everywhere. Guess what? They're killing people even in a church. Amen. So is it the America I was dreaming of when I was in Africa? Because right now we are all afraid. And you guys are, we call them in French, brave. I don't know how you call them in in English. Breath. you are. What Stephen said. Because in our days, people have stopped even going to church. They are afraid. They don't know any time someone can just come there. Then all of us will go. People are now afraid. Here in America, we are afraid of everywhere we are now. Because we don't know what's going to happen after a few minutes. This is not the America I was dreaming of when I was in Africa. This is not the America that Kembo Miller knew. Isn't it, Mama fan? This is not the America you knew, right? This was a peaceful land. But look at it now. Every day, cry. People are being killed even in the church. A place where many people thought like it's a secure place. They can run to the church. But in our days, let me tell you, even in the church, people are being killed. So the question is, where can we run to now? I sang this in my song, my cry. say, where can we run to now? That is the question in the mind of many people. Even as I'm talking to you, we are living a life of fear. We are, most of us, afraid of what's going to happen in the next minute. Even as we are here, I'm preaching here, but other people keep on looking at the door. Maybe the killer will come in. That's why I'm bringing this message, the refuge. You'll never find a peaceful place on earth in our days. I can say, let me go back to Africa Like some of the people after facing snow, they're like, oh God, I didn't know that it's painful like this. Let me go back to Africa. But when you go to Africa, do you think you'll be in peace? No, there's no peace on earth. There is no peace on earth in our days. Then we need to find a place where we can hide. We need a refuge. The government has let us down. The government is not able to secure us. In our days, North Korea is standing... And saying, America, if you try, we'll send a bomb there. And we are all afraid. Because if you send it to Washington, D.C., it will pass in this angle in Denver. (laughs) (laughs) This is the life in America now. Not only in America, but the whole world. There's no safety. And I was praying to God, God say, take this message to my people. That's why I'm bringing you good news. Because I talked with God, then he showed me a good place. So that's why I'm bringing you the address of that place. So whenever things are all messed up, we can all so easily run and go to that place. Take your paper and write this address right now. We're in Psalm 91, verse 1. I'm giving you the address right now. So if you don't go to this place whenever you're in trouble, it's up to you. I'm giving you the address right now. <laughs> I'm not selfish. I could keep this for me, Helen, Viva, Valisha, and Viga. But I said, no. I must share this with my church because I love you. Can someone help us read Psalm 91, verse 1? Can I find a candidate? Yes, go ahead, Donna. Thank you. Oh, you want to read? Okay, but There's a Bible here. Listen... Very well to the address. (laughs) By the way, are you enjoying this message? Come on, put your hands together, (laughs) you're enjoying it. So I hope you have your pen and you're writing the address. Please, I'm very serious. (laughs) Write the address. The address is Psalm 91, verse 1. We are going down. Come on.
1: Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High (laughs) will rest in the shadow of the Almighty.
0: Hallelujah.
1: I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress.
0: Hallelujah.
1: My God in whom I trust. Hallelujah. Go down. Surely, He will save you from the fowler's snare Mm. and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge.
0: Can can you can you just stop from there? Did you see the address? I, I sure did. Good. So from now, whenever you wake up, be with me. We are preaching today, two of us. From now on, when you get a bad news, you read. Whenever you hear something happening somewhere, open your Bible and go to the address. The refuge that I'm bringing to you today is Jesus. Jesus is not far from you. Thank you. You can go and take. Jesus is not far from you. He is not far from me. He's our refuge. Jesus will never let you down. Jesus will never disappoint you. What a good refuge. The problem is, we confuse ourselves. We think Pastor End is our refuge. No. Sometimes we can call Pastor Andy in the morning as he's not feeling like to wake up because he's a human being. He may be tired. Other people think their parents are their refuge. Remember that one day they're gonna die. Other people thinks the government is their refuge. Remember, the Republican gonna give the Democrats one day. Other people think America is their refuge. Is it this America where people are being killed every day that you consider like your refuge? I want the church to change their way of seeing things. Even this church is not the refuge. Jesus is the refuge. And because he's the refuge, he must dwell inside you. That's why I told you, the refuge is not far from you. The refuge is inside you, and the refuge is your faith to Jesus. When you trust in Jesus, you'll never be shaken. Trust to the Lord, you'll be safe. This body is called to die one day, but your faith shall not die. You must build your faith from now. Knowing that Jesus is the only refuge that you have. So that even whenever this body will be killed by anyone, you may be safe in Jesus. Safe in Jesus. Anything can happen right now, brother and sister. And if you don't have the refuge, you will die. And you will die for good. But all the people put their trust in Jesus. Even though someone comes in here and all of us, they are safe. That's my short message today. Stop thinking like light of the nation is your refuge. No, Jesus, he is your refuge. But your faith is the door to that refuge. You need to trust into the Lord. Don't trust people on this earth. Don't trust governments because they will let you down. This is my short message. I thank God because when I came at first year in America, I had some dreams as I told you. Then I was let down. I started becoming so discouraged. I was like, this is not what I was expecting. But surely that's what I'm seeing. Then God had to teach me to trust into him. Whenever we trust into the Lord, when we are in trouble, he will cover us with his will. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My father, as I told you, is very well-educated. He wanted me to become a very well-educated guy. But I didn't do what my father wanted to do. Because he didn't have enough possibilities to take me to a level where he wanted. He loves me, but he had no possibility to take me where he wanted to take me. A man will never, never be your refuge. Because himself will die one day. So all the people trusting trust into the Lord, they'll never put into shame. Jesus is our refuge. This is the short message that I wanted to bring today. Because God wanted us to understand because the church today is even afraid. People don't want to come to church because they are afraid. They are so discouraged. They thought the church is their refuge. But now, as they are killing people now in the church, where can we run to now? Now I'm bringing you the address. Psalm 91, verse 1. When you go home, take your time to read it again. You understand so much. Let's go ahead, Marybeth. Yes. Come and send with me. I know that
1: a little girl i memorized it so i don't even need to look at the address now
0: oh Oh, so you have it or you just go there
1: but there is a difference between us knowing it in our head Mm -hmm. and knowing it in our spirits in our lives and even just recently in my life what i have learned what the bible says is the name of the lord is a strong tower Mm -hmm. and the righteous run into him and they are saved so there are moments in my life where all i can do is in my spirit i'm crying out jesus Jeez, And sometimes I just shut my eyes and I focus on knowing he is right there with me. By his spirit, he lives in me, right? And there's such a difference between being able to quote it and say, he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow. And knowing that I can run, cry out, say the name of Jesus, he is there. But I also learned that when I pray in tongues, that increases the strength of my spirit. And the Holy Spirit lives within our spirit. So as we get stronger in him, the things that used to shake us. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I That's didn't good. ask permission.
0: <laughs> That's good. Yeah.
1: But, but those things that would shake us before. Now, okay, you're ready? Yeah, I'm ready. As, as I'm living every day, moment by moment, calling on his name throughout the day. Then when this news comes, I say Jesus and i am not shaken i am not shaken and that is the difference that i I think that it it requires that we learn john 15 john 15 and psalm 91 are all related jesus said i am the vine you are the branch so as we live in him and he lives in us it means every moment of every day i'm crying to him i'm leaning in and as i do that more and sometimes i'm forgetting him but he never forgets me but as we lean in Then, this is true, that now, when I was younger, and I knew this, this I knew it. I could have come up here, and I could have quoted it for you. Mm -hmm. But I was shaken Mm -hmm. by many things. But now, the enemy cannot shake me very much. Now, I'm standing, and so it is, I I encourage you to keep, just know to stop in the moment. Jesus, turn to him in your spirit, and be praying throughout the day, If you don't have the gift of tongues, it would be helpful for you to receive it. Because when you have that, you can be praying when you're doing things and you have to use your mind, but you can still be praying. And that has been, uh, that relationship and that praying in the spirit has really helped me. Amen. Thank you.
0: Hallelujah. Thank you, God. You see, that's why I told you the refuge is not far. People may think you need to run for a long distance, many miles for you to go to that refuge. No, it's a matter of not even a second, less than a second. So it's about you to dwell in that refuge forever. Don't wait for the trouble to come for you to go in. But be in already. As I'm speaking to you, as you know it now, go in and stay there. Don't come out again and try to check where the enemy is coming. Then you... We call it a sniper, right? A devil is a good sniper. You just make sure when you come in to try to look for him, dah, you get one and you die. So may God bless you for listening to this message. And may he help you to dwell. To dwell, that's the problem. The church today doesn't dwell in that refuge. We just go in and come out. ...and search for the government. We go in and come out and search for America. We go in and come out and search for a church. Jesus is the refuge. Are you blessed today? I want you to stand up where you are and pray with me. Hallelujah. I hope you are blessed with this message. And I want the Holy Spirit to help you, to lead you as you'll be praying. Jesus is the refuge. And your faith is the way to that refuge. And I want you to raise your faith right now and go into that refuge and dwell there forever. Because that is the safety place. If you are in that refuge, nothing will shake you. As Mary Beth said, if you are in that refuge, even though they diagnostic you and find you with cancer, you won't be shaken because you're in that refuge. When you're in that refuge, even though they want to take you back... To Africa, because you don't have documents, you won't be shaken because you're in that refuge. Jesus is that refuge. I want to hear you praying and saying, God, I want you to help me dwell into this refuge that I've learned now. Mary Beth had a chance to learn this before. Maybe you have learned it only today. What a good chance for you to go and dwell in that refuge. Come on, lift your voice and pray in Jesus' name. Come on, lift your voice and pray, church. Let's pray, let's pray, let's pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, oh God. Thank you, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. You are my refuge. And right now I'm running into you. I want to dwell in you, Jesus. Hmm. Hallelujah. Thank you, oh God. Thank you, God. Listen to this prayer now. I always telling God, Father, you know my English is not good. But God and His Spirit are able to clarify this message. So I trust into the Lord to make this message very clear into your life. Starting from now as I'm praying, I want God to be at work trying to find a good place for this word in your heart. Every Father, I'm praying for your church, your children, You love us so much, Father. That's why you are bringing this message to us. Because you want us to trust only in you. Not in human beings. Not in governments. Not in all these other things. But to trust in you. And you want us to dwell in you. Because you are the refuge. Good refuge. Help your church to dwell in you. Other people are thinking their husband are their refuge. Other people are thinking their boyfriends are their refuge. Other people are thinking their money. Other people are thinking so many different things. But thank you, God, because today we get to understand that you are the refuge. So we thank you for this message. And we want your people to understand that you are the closest refuge. You are not far from us, oh God. You are near. You are in us. We thank you for this message. Help your people. To grow in understanding these things. We bless you, oh God. I want to bless your people for listening to this message. Now may God bless you. May God be gracious to you. May He shine the light of His face upon each and every one. May His shalom be with all of us from now up to the end of our life and up to the coming back of our King, Jesus. Be in peace. Receive the shalom. In Jesus' name we pray and we say amen.